So slichos, first let's talk about what the word means. Uh, slichos are often translated as like supplications, like begging to supplicate. But I think a more accurate translation might be request for forgiveness, like the Russian slicha. Slicha means, that's when you say slicha means I'm sorry. So supplications, I think, doesn't really get the point. You could supplicate for a new car, I think, right? So that might be a little bit of an inaccurate translation, just for the point. Now, we see, if that's the point, that it's really a request for forgiveness, so one sees how major a topic that is and how much we can't take this for granted, right? Because right now we're thinking of Rosh Hashanah, we're thinking about El, whatever we've been thinking about for Rosh Hashanah and El, etc. But you think about it, if it's, supplica- if it's requests for um, forgiveness, so you see the idea of, of sin and being forgiveness, which really culminates on Yom Kippur, is really starting now. And you see, there's a lot, of, a lot of things going on in these times, Right? Something was saying so the a lot of time, a lot of our thinking is Rosh Hashanah thinking Malchus and stuff like that, which isn't really forgiveness so much. It's not what we talk about in Rosh Hashanah, but there's this underlying theme according to the Svardim, which is going on through all of El and for us, it's really starting now where we're focusing on at least you know half hour, forty minutes a day. It's all about this this request for the forgiveness of a Yom Kippur. I think that's what's happening. Okay, we'll make that point. So we have a few moments, friends, here to discuss the structure of Slichus. Right? How is how is the slichus built? Is there a pattern here? You know, what what is this body that we're going to say? So we're going to share two levels. First, what I call the basic level. We're just going to go through how the slichus works, right? And um, and then we're going to try to re- reveal a more profound, not kabbalistic level, but more profound things. Okay. So I hope everybody brought a slich. If you don't have one, take one. So let's just look through together how it's built, and I'm going to point out. The standard parts, which are what we say all the time, and the non-standard parts, the parts which change. So if you look at, let's say, the slichas for tonight, no better no better time than the present, no better slichas than the one we're going to be saying in just uh, less than two hours, exactly from now, but no, about one hour from now, two hours. It's really late. So we start always with Ashrei, and then we have a Kaddish. That's always how it starts. Ashrei, Ashrei, Vesecha, the special Nusach. And then you have a special Kaddish even, you'll hear Okay, now this is really nice for me because of this year I sat down and thought about something I never really thought about embarrassingly at my 53 years of age but I looked at the next part which is also standard part so Ashrei Kaddish we always start with that this basically in my in my uh, version it depends which one you have but there are four pages that are always the same thing four pages the same thing which starts with Lachashem Atzdaka, to you God is righteousness, Balana Boshis upon him, tosses embarrassment. And then it goes, just look ahead with me, one, two, three, four pages or so, where the last keta, right, is Hanashamalach Vaguf Palach. And that's already a very, very famous keta. That's where we sing the song, right? Lamancha starts a little bit before that. And Lamancha Elokeno, Asev Lolano, and uh, Shlomo had a song, right? So that's the bookends of this long piece, again, which we say every single night besides Ere Yom Kippur, which is a very, very short slicha, but this is standard, okay? So we're going to say this again and again and again. So let's think about what the themes are of this Part. And I really look through it, and this is really enjoyable to me, because I've given this this uh, little class before, but I never really sat down and looked at that keta. And I really looked at it this evening, and it was very interesting. I think basically there are three themes, okay, to that keta. 
There are three things to this long part, which is really, in a sense, the longest part of Slichas. And I, especially as it's something you're going to be saying every night of this period, and, you know, as much as probably we'll do Slichas every year, so uh, you should get to know it, right? It's really something that makes sense to know the standard parts, Asher and Kaddish, you're familiar with, but this is something you're going to be saying all the time, every year, every night, so get to know it. So really there are three themes here, and it's interesting. We'll come back to some of that later. One is the idea of tshuva, and, right, returning to Hashem. Din and Rachman, the judgment of Hashem. This, this I'm putting it all together. We can further break it down. We're not going to do that now. It's tshuva. It's God's judgment is coming. It's God's, we're asking for God's mercy. Everybody sees that's like, I would call it like in Yonadioma, the basic idea of what this period is all about, kind of. Another is basically just on its own, pure tefillah-oriented ideas, ideas of prayer itself, not specifically tshuva or din-related. And then the third thing, which is really interesting, is basically what I call shvachal shamak and praises of Hashem, like kind of just like objective, you're like a python sitting in Spain in the 1300s, just praising God, okay? Now I'm going to show a few examples of that. Again, everybody has different versions, so I don't know, in mine it has like... Um, Paragraph, paragraph, but the beginning, first two or three, and the ends ones are obviously about tshuva and din and rachamim and yani dioma. Let's see that, right? Lachash, as I started, lachash emat stakav, lana bosh upon him. To you, God is righteousness. Man esoni, man nomer, man edaber, man estandek. What can we say? How can we justify ourselves? Nechvatzor drachinim nachkara. We're going to look into our ways. We're going to do tshuva. That's clearly the theme there, right? And then we continue. How are we coming to you in this period? Right, we're not coming with with great actions. We're knocking on your door like poor people. Right, you get the idea. So that's all within the tshuva din rachamim type of vinyan idioma. Looking again at the end of this period, at the end of this long paragraph, if you will. So then again, we say, have, have, have mercy, right? It's good to know that one, because that's really the song, right? And Lamancha, you know, very, very popular song in, in, in recent times, I think about 10, 12 years old, but really, uh, as they say, for your sake, do God, and not for our sake. That's all referring to this period, okay? That's kind of like an obvious part, and it makes sense that, that bookends, right? Because that's the first theme, and that's the last theme. But notable, if you look already, again, in mine, it's the third keta, Shomeat Fila, he who answers prayer. Adecha kobas yavo, yavo kobas lishtachas lefanecha Hashem. These are regular psukim about, about tefillah in general. Nothing to do per se with slichos. Everybody see that? Which is in, it's interesting. And it's not just that. Then it says the next paragraph. Bo let, let us be mishtachav in front of you and bless your name. Let's come to your mishkanoso. These are pesukim we could say every morning when we come to davening. Very interesting. Romu Hashem alokeinu, mishtachav aladom raglav, etc. So really we see this other theme here, which we'll get back to that, about davening. Right? That happens to be a pasuk that we actually do say, right? That's something one does say, if he gets to davening early enough and has a nice time, everybody see what I'm saying? So that's a second theme. Besides the din, rachamim, tshuva theme, we have this other theme of prayer, right? We're coming to give prayer. And then, very interesting, this is what really I'd always noticed it, but never really put it together. A little bit further, right, from eight on, in mine it's the eighth paragraph, 
kind of do a, ch- a switch. He named Baruch Hashem Kolav de Hashem Amdim Veis Hashem Beleilos, right? And instead so we say, who's like God? You have the, you own the sea, right? That's a whole different theme, right? That's just like, if you would say, you know, we're not so into that today, unfortunately, but the old Paitanim, people were full of this idea of like praising God for the, the beautiful world that he made. You know, the, 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 the skies show your wondrous actions. You have the you are you are might. To you is the sky. To you is the you get the theme. It's a whole different type of theme. So that really was it was worth it for me to work on this year just to notice this point that that there are really three things in this opening part, the standard part that we say every single night. Again, the big tshuva, repentance, din, rachamim. What we say really what we're talking about today. Definitely a lot of stanzas talking about prayer and then the idea of, of giving praise to God. Okay, just pointing that out. Not say, I'm not saying why it is yet. We'll get back to that, but I'm just pointing that out. So at this point, <clears throat> so we've said Ashrei, we've said Kaddish, we've said this Lecha Hashem etc. And now we get to where things um, change and every night is different. And this is where we have the Slichot themselves. Okay, and we have in my version again. I don't know in the Sephardi version, the different version. I, mean, the guy, I I work with Minaglita, which is which is my minhag, which is the minhag of the yeshiva. But all the minhagim are of course fine and, and, and dandy. But it happens to be there are a hundred different slichot, a hundred different ones that we get through. If you say all of them, now we don't say all of them. I don't think I've ever said all of them. We don't in yeshiva, and almost you know most gilo today, you, know, you got to be a real you know from the real starkers to say the whole thing. But most people skip. I mean, officially they skip because we don't necessarily have koch today, etc. But you should know there are a hundred of those, okay? And there's one called, there's three different types. One is called the peticha, which is like an opener, right? One is called the slicha, and one is called the pizmon, in which they're all generally similar. And the theme generally of these, we'll go, we'll, we'll go through a little bit, is the idea that we've done sins, uh, we talk about the Rachamim of Hashem, we talk about the 13 Midot of Hashem. Not as, not as saying the 13 Midot, we speak about the fact that Hashem has these 13 Midot. Um, we speak about the lowliness of man, how man is full of sin, etc., right? And punishment, right? It's not, it's not like, you know, we're great. That's not the theme of the Slichot. We're awesome. No, no, no. That's not the theme of the Slichot. We're awesome. Let's go. Let's get to, let's get to Cheshvan. We're going we're gonna to beat the other team. No, 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 no. We're like messed up, you know? Hashem help us. Okay, that's the basic idea. Tonight, we say four of those, okay? Let's see a little together from that. So go to where you have an Aleph in your Slicha. This is Aleph, this is the first of the hundred. Elokeinu velokeavteinu. I just want you to get a feel for what you're saying. And by the way, someone who has time, um, it's a really the best way to say, this is, this is really the harder part. Ashrei, you know, the, the part I just went through, which is a little bit more familiar and the words aren't as hard, here is where it really gets um, allegorical and kind of poetic and things like that. So if you don't sit and say it, check it beforehand, it's unlikely you're gonna, it's going to mean too much to you. Um, listen, people are busy. We have the regular starim and things like that that someone could put in a half hour a day. It would be really uh, enhance your experience. But let's look at one together. How can we open our mouths in front of you? Dar the one who 
lives in the Shemaim that are stretched out. Be'elopanim, with what face, nishbach sichim, how can we even pour out our talk to you, right? Ga'alman sivasecha, we've made disgusting your ways, your ways which we should have brought close to us, we treated them as if they were disgusting things. Not very good, right? We didn't, your correct, wondrous ways. Davakno besoevos, we have been connected to abominable things. Umaisim zinuchim, and terrible actions, right? Halachnu achrei masot shav umatuchim. We've gone after untrue prophets. Again, masot shav, I would have never known that most masot shav equals neviim. I have a parish here which, which explains it, and some of them have in English, and some of them have a parish underneath. Thank God we live in a generation where there's been so much work, really excellent work by many great Talmudic Chachamim have tried to fill in a lot of gaps for us. So it's there if you have time. We've had a, a, a stiff-necked people. We've been we've been um, uh, brazen, etc. etc. You get the idea, okay? That's that's the kind of stuff they were saying, and very important, uh, very important. At the end of this part, it's kind of like the main part of what we're saying, and where where it changes those. Slichot, we call what's called the pismon. And we think pismon, we think Sephardi immediately for some reason, right? Oh, pismon means Sephardi. No, pismon doesn't mean Sephardi. Pismon means something that's more sing, singing. So if you go ahead a little bit to where the Dalit is, this is the part where officially, you know, now they have all types of modern versions of how to do slichot with singing, with, you know, with, with, with crystal balls, I don't know, with mists and, and fun. Yeah, slichot isn't really fun, guys. It's not, a, it's not fun. Not, it's not like a fun thing. You know what I mean? Learning is fun. Sure, we're fun. Slichos is digging in, you know? It's not, right? Enjoying it too much could be you're not saying slichos. could be something doing something else, yeah? So anyway, on Dalit we say, here is the pismon is where the shots, the one who's saying it, tonight will be Benjamin Karlinski, he um, sings a little bit more. It's like a sing song, and it's only like the responsive part. And the way it is, I'll just show you, it's important, I'll show you the basic nusach. Basically, we'll say something like this, of course, a lot better than me, but, Motzei menucha, kidam nucha t'chila, haraz nechamim aram, yoshev t'chila, lishmoa elarina velatvila. And then we will say that after him, and say the next one. So he says the first one, and then we say the next two. That's how it goes, and then he says after us, and then we say, and he says, so we're real, you're staying ahead of the chazan. He, of course, starts it, but then we say two, that's, it's very confusing if you don't know, because you can never catch yourself. So he says, first one, we say the next two, and then he says after us. Now, that's called the pismon, and afterwards, you notice, that's where we start again with the standard part. Okay, but now before that, of course, we have to mention the fact that we deal with the ikker. Now listen well, fellas. The ikker, ladies. What's Iker mean? Iker means, what's Iker mean? Ikar, the main part. The most important thing you will be saying tonight, right? And the most important thing you'll be saying, the most important thing you'll be really saying in a standard way. I want to talk about a person's own feelings that he has a big asaurus in this part or that part, but as a, as a, in official, you know, terminologies, the most important thing we say, of course, during this period is what? Not yet. The 13 minutes of Rachel. Now, right, Kelmel Yoshev, after each of the Slichot, the 100 Slichot, after each one, we say the Slicha, 
Okay, we say those things, and then we introduce directly the 13 Midot Rachim and the 13 divine attributes, and then we say together as a seaboard the 13 divine attributes. Okay, now these are things if you're davening B'yechidus, you don't say. The Slichot, the rest you can say. Right, you can't say Kaddish, of course, but you can, you can say the other stuff. The Pismonim and things like that. Say it, sing it, do your thing. But you can't say the 13 Midot Rachim. And We'll, we'll uh, speak about this, maybe other times, and it's something we look in again. But the, the, why do we make such a, an emphasis on 13 Midas Rachamim? So it's pretty obvious because the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, I think Tessayin or so, tells us that this was after Chet Egel, right? God was considering destroying the Jewish people. Sin of the Golden Calf. We're learning about its seriousness today, right? The Kohen Gadol today can't. Can't go into the basement. We can't use a chauffeur of a of a cow today, according to certain opinions, because of the Chedegel. That's where really it all started, right? The Chedegel had a terrible effect on the Jewish people. Hashem was considering wiping out everybody. Moshe Rabbeinu came in one of Moshe's greatest hours, really as a leader and as a as a matzil of Klai Yisrael, the savior of Klai Yisrael, and he saved the Jewish people. And he brought from a very deep place down the for God to reveal the thirteen attributes of of Rachmanus of mercy that he runs the world. Okay, and we say that. And that it says is a brisk crusa, there is a covenant that's cut on these things that it's a prayer which doesn't It doesn't come back empty handed. It works. It always works. Okay? So now when you hear that, right, this is like a it's like a nuclear bomb. If every if every prayer would be a, a mortar, the Yugomidas Arachim is a nuclear bomb. Right? And therefore we make a very big deal about it and it gets central uh, place in the tefillah, we say it again and again and again. If you think about it, you know, tens of times over this period, of course, the culmination of this whole period, which will be when is Ni'ilah, right? Ni'ilah, the end of Yom Kippur. We say again and again, maybe ten times you say it, eight times, I don't know exactly how many times. You say again and again and again. People scream their heads off, right? It's a very, very heavy time because it's this extremely high tefillah, which we're talking about, you know, the most revealed things about how God runs the world that we know. Um, and, and that's it. Okay, so you have to really pay attention to that. And if that's if there's only you know if you only if you're if you're if you're wiped out, there's one place where you can keep you know recharging yourself. That's the place you want to recharge yourself and draw draw your best kavana. Okay, and the more kavana, I'll just tell you fellows, the more kavana it says in the svarim, the more kavana you put in, the more the the tremendous effect of the prayer is felt. And I'll just add a uh, very important thing: the more you act. According to certain shito, certain shito said, "Well, it didn't always work." You know, it says it's a, it's a prayer which never ends up. It's a prayer which is always supposed to work. Well, guess guess what? A Holocaust happened. It didn't always work. Why? Why is that? So one of the answers, you know, five hundred year old answer, I think, from the Shla and others is because it says asulafani. It's not enough just to say it. You have to act with these midot. So as much as a person can, you know, the time to act. We'll talk about this in the Shmuz a little bit on Tuesday. But this is the time of the year where, where you have to be as compassionate as possible, as nice as possible, as forgiving as possible, right? One, because you want God to act that way to you. But two, because by acting that way, you are a more powerful um, vessel to create the energy, the massive divine energy, which the 13 meters of Rachman can create. Okay, cool? So, good luck. Um, <laughs> Now, I just want to point out one final thought that I learned this from the Rub of Telstone, Rav Arya Shulman, 
Shlita is a very, very large Talmud Chacham. If you go to Yom Shlishi, the third day, again, I'm in, a, in the standard Minaglita. Um, uh, I don't know what the other ones are. If you go to the third day, uh, between Ches and Tess is an important note. Um, if you look at Tess, right? Remember Tess again. If you look at the ninth of the, we're in the third day, the ninth slicha, uh, the ninth of these special paragraphs we say, etc. Now, at the end of the eighth, look again, just turn your page back or just look a little bit up, we have these psukim, if you see Nisa Levaveno, anybody see that? Right? Before nine is a set of three psukim. What? What? Yes? Now, those are seemingly part of eight, right? But they're really part of nine, okay? Those are introductory psukim to, and they're important, they're introductory psukim to number nine. So even though they're, and there's, there's the actual, there's the actual slicha um, nine, which we're saying, or ten, which we're saying, whichever one it is. And many of these, many of these have these things. They have these introductory psukim, not, not the standard, the way we end. There are these introductory psukim. So you have to know that's really part of nine and not eight. Now, why is that relevant? Because let's say in your shul, you're skipping over eight and you are saying nine. So the best way to do it is to include those psukim. You get it? Because that's part of nine. If you're saying eight and not, not saying nine, so you don't have to say those psukim. Now, some people do, even so, some people do skip them. In Chavar Yeshiva, I heard they skip them, but uh, Rabbi Shulman at least felt very strongly you shouldn't skip them. If you're saying nine, again, it's, it's, you're, you, one is allowed to skip different, uh, different uh, the many, uh, many people skip, including me, including Yeshiva. I don't know if there's a Rebbe in the whole place who says all the slichos, right? So no one has to be firmer than your, than your staff. Um, but but uh, that, that's a side note. Okay, good. We're moving right along, everybody. So now, now at this point, so let's follow what we, what we do so far. We started with Ashrei. We said Kaddish. We said this long paragraph, L'chashem et Staka, ending with Neshamalach. And then we get to the unique part of Slichot, like the meat of the Slichot, which always has this Slicha, and then you give me the Sarachamim, then a Slicha, and you give me the Sarachamim, a Slicha, you give me the Sarachamim. And then we have a pismon where we with the singing part. And now, and that's always changing. That's where the change is. Now we get back to a standard part where it's basically every single day the same thing. Okay, so going back to day one, right? The pismon and and the stand, The pismon is always the end of that. The pismon song part is always the end of that. Um, is always the end of that um, um, section. Now, the next section is really nice also. So these nice sections. That we're, that's where we do things like, Altis, don't remind us of Avonah Rishonim, Zechor Rachamecha, etc. And we have about two pages of stuff. And that's where we get to Shema Koleinu, which is also like a, a highlight part where we open the Aron and we say Shema Koleinu, Shem the Chazan says that we say, the Chazan says that we say, etc. And then we continue again with standard parts. We say Vidui. And now we're really, now we're really like turning through base. We're towards the end of the whole process, and we get to things that you know. It's a lot of different um, ideas there. Again, uh, ideas of penitence. We mentioned psukim from Micha, Micha, and they really. They're, again, you should. This is a part that you're going to say all the time, so it makes a lot of sense to get familiar with it. 
Daniel Ish Hamudos, I say Lamancha, do this God, do it for us, etc. Now, notably, we end with, what, how do we end Slichos? What do we end it with? Who knows? Before the Kaddish. We, are, we end always with the Kaddish. What do we end with? With Tachanun. It's very interesting. We end with Tachanun. Right? We end with Tachanun. That's what we end with. We end with Tachanun. We send Tachanun. Um, we say, Rachamim. Some people say that. It doesn't because it's like a, a, it's a request of the Machnisei Racham. I personally do say it. I'll peel what I ask my Rebbe, Rabbi Yaakov Friedman. And that's how we end. Okay? So I hope at this point, uh, by the way, I want to point out, Vidoy, in, in, the, in your Slichot, there are three Vidoy's uh, printed. We follow the Minig in Eric's Torah, which only to say it once. Okay? So say it once and say it right, which I think for most of us is probably a good idea. One of the things you have to say Vidoy for, confession for, on Yom Kippur, is that you did, didn't do a good Vidoy. So, so halavai we do, you know, halavai we do one good one, you know. So I'm always happy not to do more than one. So you can, it's like, you, know, you can concentrate, do it right, Say the vidui, shalom Yisrael. Good, um, etc. Um, good. Now I want to teach. So that was the basic picture. Yes. I'm just wondering. So, um, what exactly are you allowed to skip, and what can you not skip? You can skip anything. <laughs> the klal is like this. The klal is really. It's better, you know, it, it's really a conversation on its own because I'll, I'll just tell you the, um, the bookends of the Klal. Some with Kavana is better than a lot without Kavana. On these things, that's what we say, right? Now, a person will say, oh, great, so I'll just say Slichos for five minutes, you know what I mean? That means you're taking advantage. A person knows inside whether, are you looking for saying better Kavana or are you looking to get back to Netflix? I mean, that's, right? Uh, I can't have Kavana because I'm in the middle of the, you know, I'm saying the Israeli Nebcherit is playing right now, so I'll just, I'll do five minutes of fast. That's not the point. I mean, the point is so you have to be serious, you know, like you can't misuse it. But one who's sincere says, I can put in a good 20 minutes, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing, a good half hour. You know, the yeshiva, you know, for those who are in the yeshiva context or a shul context, what a good shul, a good rub is judging his tzibur and what he can do, what he can't do. The yeshiva, of course, judges these things. You know, we can do it a lot longer than we do. We do it for about half an hour a day, something, you know what I mean? So we're trying. So, but I think in general, it's good not to get stuck behind. You, the part you really, let's talk about what you most want to say. The part you most want to say is, you're going to be the sarachamim. Because you have to say that with the tzibur, that's the most important part. You don't want to miss any of those, okay? Um, but that is a very important question. Um, so I want to teach another level now, just a few minutes remaining, uh, three, four minutes, so we'll, we'll stop, give everybody a few minutes to get ready for the schmooze, is this, this I heard from uh, my dear friend, Gil Eisenbach, the mashkiach of the, of Eshetorah, Shlita, should live and be well, um, doing well, I think probably, I don't know how old Gil is, but he's doing good. So now, so he's like this, the way we describe it till now, it's really just like thing after thing after thing. But what he, I don't know if it was his insight or he'd heard it from someone, but what I learned from him one time was a tremendous insight, which is that really, if you take a step back, the slichos is like its own prayer. It's not just, you know, oh, we say this, we say this, we say this, we say this, right? It's kind of like a tefillah, just like we have chakras, which is built a certain way. You have mincha, which is certain, built a certain way. You have mar, which is built a certain way. Now, if you think about it, slichos is like, you know, it's hard to match up everything to everything, but it's like it's all, it starts with ashray. Oh, mincha starts with ashray, right? And then you do kaddish. Oh, they have the kaddish. And then we have the chalashem at stalker. That's kind of maybe similar to what we do, the two paragraphs of maruv. And then we get to like, kind of like the, 
the I don't remember the Shema Shmon Esrei part, which is the main part where we're saying Yilgim Midas Arachamim, and just like as the Ramchal describes in Derech Hashem, you know, there's the Iker part of davening, and then after which brings like Hashpa from above or whatever, and then there's the other parts which kind of like settle the you know which we feel most in Shachas, but really every prayer has that. That's that would be Aleinu. That's like Ashrei and the uh, Ashrei and the rest of. Uh, the rest of davening, Tachlan for sure is that, you know, described like that. Tachlan is a, is a complement to Shmon Esri. Shmon Esri, we're hitting a certain place, whatever, Olamatzilas, whatever that would be. And then we're saying Tachlan, which, which we're dealing with lower worlds, whatever it is, you know, bending our heads. So, so that, was the, that was the insight that he, um, that, that he brought down. That, and that gives a good sense about what's a good way to approach Lichos. Like, oh, you know, I don't understand everything I'm doing. It's a little obscure. I don't know all the words, but I'm kind of like involved in this whole prayer. And I'm doing Ashrei, and now I'm doing like Brachot, kind of, and now I'm doing, it has its main part and has its after part. So that was the other level, which, which I wanted to share. And, and I was thinking, this I heard from Gil a bunch of times, and I've taught that idea in, in our yeshiva also, but then I was thinking about it, and that makes so much sense what we reveal today, and what I really only reveal for the first, and what I only appreciated and realized myself the first time tonight which was that in that first major paragraph after Ashrei, right, that long paragraph which we say every single time, L'cha Hashem stuck, etc., what were the three themes that we say we point about? We talk about Inyani Diyoma, right? we talk about topics that are discussed for now, Din and Rachamim, God's judgment, God's chesed, and uh, Tshuva, of course, and that whole thing that we're, we're you know, our period. But we say so we also talk about davening. What are those pesukim for? Why, why are we saying so much about davening? I'm not davening, I'm saying slichos. I mean, it's not, right? Why are we talking about general, general tefillah process of things? Oh, now we understand why. Because, no, we are davening. This is a maizah tefillah. It's not just a slichos, it's not just this other thing. It's, it's kind of its fourth prayer, so to speak, yeah? And it also makes sense when we said the other thing we deal with is shvach We have these beautiful prayers, beautiful ideas, talking about the greatness of God without any connection to Elul, or to, or to Yom Kippur, or to this period, or that period, nothing to do with just things you could always say, right, about how, how great is in God's in the heavens, God's in the earth. Now that's also part of a regular prayer, right? We know the three parts of prayer. There's thanking, there's asking, and there's, and there's uh, Sheva, praising God. So that's also, it's not surprising to us the idea of praise is there, right? And, and so we have, we have our Bakasha. Our Bakasha is really God, have Rachmanus on us, uh, you're going to be but we have also the other aspects of 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 shvach. We don't have we don't have hoda, but hoda and shavach are quite connected. So that's another level, and uh, and we look forward to the shoes in a few minutes. And hope everybody can take a break. Everybody should be back at um, exactly at twelve oh four and a half, so we can start at twelve oh five.